Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, tomorrow's going to be sweet. Tomorrow is going to be, and Sunday for that matter, because the Swampers are in town. That's not going to be sweet. That's going to be stinky, but you get the point. Uh, tomorrow's going to be sweet, uh, 8 to 11.30 with college football game time with Garrett, Abe, and I, leading to what, the, I mean, tomorrow's schedule, oh, wow. I mean, every one of those trophies, you know, from the old oaken bucket to, you know, what else we got tomorrow? Iron Bowl, we got the Palmetto Bowl, we got clean old-fashioned hate, but you got Ohio State, Michigan, which is on 92 on the game, by the way. Ohio State and Michigan, uh, our coverage begins at 11.30 tomorrow. We're going to have uh, the game uh, between the Buckeyes and the uh, the Wolverines from Ann Arbor. Uh, so uh, no Harbaugh, uh, as you know. Um, so that game will be on, uh, and we're leading you up to that with college football game time. Uh, and uh, we got the Georgia, Georgia Tech coming up 730 tomorrow night, uh, clean old-fashioned hate, Washington, Washington State, that Apple Cup with the unbeaten Washington, uh, you know, Oregon place tonight. So much going on because there's still like nine, nine teams, maybe, maybe even a tenth if you count Louisville. Uh, because Louisville is playing Kentucky tomorrow. If they win that, and they beat, I'm beating Florida State, and things. I mean, I guess it'd be you know, it's not zero. It might only be five percent, but it's not zero. Uh, so um, it, yeah, it's really going to be fun to see what happens in the race for the uh, 14 playoff this year. I, it'd be a hell of a lot more fun if we were a 12 team. Just trust me, we'd be sitting around here talking about uh, like a game like A and M and LSU doesn't really mean anything next year. Oh, that would be huge. Because LSU would be, you know, vying for a spot in the playoff. They'd have to win. If they lose to a and they're out. You know, so, um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, that, I, I guarantee you next year, for all the people like John Chuckery who said, I hate the 12-team playoff, they are going to love it. Oh, my God. It's going to ruin the regular season. No, no, it's going to make the regular Guys, tomorrow, again, these games don't. All right, so tomorrow, Ohio State-Michigan counts. Louisville, Kentucky counts to some degree. A&M and LSU doesn't count. Doesn't count uh, because nothing's on the line here. Um, you know, Clemson, South Carolina doesn't count. But it might. I mean, no, I guess it wouldn't. North Carolina, North Carolina State doesn't count. Oh, but it might. Yeah, because North Carolina wins that game at 9-3. and They probably in the 12th. They could make the 12th team. Yeah, yeah. They could make the 12 team. North Carolina. North Carolina is way too far to go. They would have way too far to jump, even even for a 12 team. By we, the way, we, but we're talking Ole Miss. Ole Miss would be sitting pretty potentially with a chance to, to jump into a 12 team playoff spot, assuming that it's not Tulane or something. No, no, Ole Miss is in. 
No, I know, but I was reading something in Saturday Down South. Connor O'Gara was writing about how the tiebreakers or something might screw them over. But what? No, 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 no. They're in. If there were a twelve-team playoff this year, not probably. only would they be in. The only question is, would they get a home game? Would they be uh, top eight? Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, we we can. I mean, that's a different discussion, I guess. But we. Uh, I don't know. When but when people make those arguments that it would denigrate the regular season, the ten and two. Or whatever, what's what's LSU's record? Nine. They could finish nine and three, mm-hmm. right? They denigrate the the regular season. When we say that, it means those three losses all of a sudden don't matter like they should. You know, like but that's they do all matter. I'm but they but they do matter because you, you you're not going to get a buy. They cost you a buy. It, it also cost you a home game. And the only thing you can hope for is to go on the road to have to go up to play Penn State, for example, in an opening round game. No, I get I get where you're coming from. I I just I I see more than just the playoff. That's just the, that's the other thing. There's a lot more to college football than than winning a national championship and, and playing in a playoff. I, I think it'll be fun when it gets here. What? I think the games themselves are going to be fun. What 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 is there more than winning a national title? Beating a rival, playing for conference championships, uh, doing cares? other things like that. I I care. I, I think it's a lot care. of fun. I love that side no, of it. No, I, I think that's part of the beauty of college football no. is that it matters to the people who are watching it. Well, oh, you're division champion. So you, you mean the Braves had a successful season? They won the NL East. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and they, they hung a banner, their, they didn't beat they? Their rivals, and they, they won hung the a banner, East. and okay, then yeah. and they all celebrated, and okay. we all popped champagne. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it was I'm, a big I'm, deal. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you're happy with that. I, but look, at the end of the day, it's like that. That discussion of the college football playoff is always going to be you know, a big I'm, thing. I'm just, so, and it's going to be fun. It really changes twenty-eight to three for me because you know we won the NFC. Won the NFC South, won the NFC, made it to the Super Bowl. All right, so good. Yeah, it was a good season. It was a good season. It just ended poorly. No, it didn't end poorly according to you because there's other things. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. But there are other metrics in college football. There are 131 teams that play. There are 131 teams that play. Different recommendation, different different things that happen to different teams. We're going to be still taking your calls at 404-726-0929. All right, for you and Ackworth, slower. 404 Seven two six oh nine two nine. What you got about the, against the people in Ackworth? It's where I live. The good people of Ackworth. I'm, I'm, I'm busting my homies up there. <laughs> I just know there's some somebody in somebody in a in a car going. I'm, I'm from Ackworth. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know, I just bust my homies. You know, I just <laughs> like to give them. I'm giving my my guys up there. You know, a, a bunch of crap is what I'm doing. And we're still going to talk about the Falcons. About you know, offer me a solution here. Uh, as to what you think the Falcons, uh, you know, should or could or might do or whatnot. But I want to add another question in for all of you as well. It's a college football question. I'm going to make a statement that I made at the beginning of the year, that I made in the middle of the season, that I'm going to make now, and I have consistently made it, and Garrett knows that because he's been doing the college football show with me all year long. I have said since the beginning that Georgia is clearly the number one team in the nation. When Ohio State left them in the, in, in the poll here in the committee poll, I'm like, what are you looking at? Why is anybody else voting number one for Ohio State or Florida State? There's no comparison. Georgia is clearly the number one team in America. And then they're out there, you know, kind of going through the motions in the first half. Or starting slow. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're clearly the number one team in the nation. And here's the point I'm about to make to you. I don't think that Georgia is clear. I don't even know who number two is. You want to tell me? Is it Ohio State? Is it Michigan? Is it Florida State? Is it Oregon? Is it Washington? Beats hell out of me. Don't know. I don't know who number two is. There's a fight for number two. I don't right now have any idea. I think they're all kind of bunched together, throw them in a hat. But I think there's a separation. Alabama's in that group, too. I think there's a separation between Georgia and everybody else. And I think that separation might be larger than you think. I think this team that Georgia has now, 
right now is the best of the three of the last three seasons. But, John, we had an all-world defense with 74 number one draft picks. This defense this year may not have the name value of the last couple of years, but look at what they're doing. Tennessee gets a Dolly Parton, Peyton Manning moment, breaks a 75-yard rush on the first play of the game, and they celebrate in the end zone, and Georgia gets the ball, and the game is over. It's over. It's over. First snap that Georgia takes, uh, they run it, and they okay, this game's over. Let's move on. They are that much – Georgia has reached a point where they are that much – they are clear of the field as the lead horse. Okay? That's how I view it. And I'm curious as to whether or not Georgia fans see what I see, which I think this is the best Georgia team of the three. Because I don't think – I fully expect that they're going to go – Georgia Tech, I mean this as no offense, but moral victories count, okay, tomorrow. All right, that's all I'll say. I think the week after at the SEC Championship at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Georgia's going to wax Alabama. And then they're going to go into the playoffs, and they're going to wax a couple other teams. And they're going to be standing around holding the third straight title trophy, and somebody's going, hey, this Georgia, are they the best of the three? Yes! <laughs> they are the best of the three. They're better at quarterback. I think Carson Beck is a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. I think they're equally two or better on defense. And this is the best offensive line. This defense, they took Florida out of the game, punt, 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 punt. They took Missouri out of the game, pump, pump, punt, punt. They took Tennessee out of the game, pump, 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 punt. They just took – this defense has been taking people out of the game and you're missing it because they don't have the star names. They're shutting everybody down. A 75-yard run, and what did Tennessee do the rest of the day? Nothing. Not a bloody thing. Oh, they're going to have to punt. Oh, they're going to have to – oh, they, okay. Nothing. And this offensive line, I think it's the best offensive line I've seen in Georgia. One of the best offensive lines I've seen in college football in a long time. I think this Georgia team is clearly the best team in the nation, and I think they're the best of three. All right, Garrett, they're your team, not mine. You're the Georgia guy here. You tell me. Best team in America? Yes, absolutely. I think they've been the best team in America for uh, well all season. Um, I've been pounding the table for them most of the season. Um, I know they, they went through their blip early in the season where they kind of sleptwalk through some games. I think there, there's, I don't I want to say it's a motivational problem, but you're breaking in a new quarterback. You, you have tons of injuries littered across the field. Now that they're healthy, I don't think that anybody's running with them. And look, Michigan, Ohio State, those are two really good football teams. I think that would make for a great game. Georgia is just better than anybody else. I think Georgia else. beats Ohio State by 30 points. Oh, I don't know. Uh-huh. Oh. I think Georgia beats Ohio State Literally, I think Georgia beats Ohio State 42 to 10. See, I don't know if that's the case. I think that they're all of their eggs are in the Michigan basket. I think they are selling out to beat Michigan. Well, they are doing everything in their power. I don't know if they, Georgia beats them by 30 points. But, but they may not even face them because Michigan, Michigan wins tomorrow, Ohio State's out. Yeah, no. I mean, that's, that's just the situation that they're in right now. But... We're we're looking at Kyle McCord, who is playing a lot better as of late. He's been he's been playing a lot better. Good. They're not beating. They're not losing to Georgia by thirty. But I think that this is the best Georgia. This is the best team in the country. Georgia is. I think they're clearly clearly. The best. I think they're because two, they two they have an elite quarterback. They have a, they have a strong rushing attack, but a, a 
two-headed monster in the backfield. you got the best pure player in the country in Brock Bowers. You could say Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that's also a fine answer. But Brock Bowers is a freak of nature. you got Ladd McConkey, who's, who's one of the best wide receivers in the SEC. Uh, I mean, and your defense is really, really good. It's The defense is not as good as it was in previous years. Well, I disagree. I think you're missing it. That's my point. I think you're no, missing it. No, they're very good, good, though. I think, this def- I think they're the best defense in the nation. They're an elite defense. And they're an elite defense. Sure. And I think you're missing how good this defense really is. I think the secondary is better. Uh, I think the They don't rush defense. the passer very effectively. Well, no, they don't rush the passer as well. And maybe that's because they don't have that splash thing because they don't have a, a Jalen Carter and they don't have a, a Jordan Davis. They don't have somebody like that. They don't hold up against the run quite as well as they did. But the secondary, their secondary is shockingly good. Yes. It is so good. I mean, you got some dude, Malachi Starks, Lazarus. Like those dudes are dogs on the back end. They are so good. If you need to throw the ball against this defense, good luck. Yeah. And that's why. And that's why yeah, when you it. get to the the SEC championship game, I don't buy. Alabama beating them. I don't buy Alabama being able to run with them. No, I don't either. I think they're 14 to 17 points better than the next team in the country and the next team bringing their A game. And anything less than their A game, Georgia wins by 28. They need I just to play think a they're that much game. better. Yeah. I think, you know, I, look, I've been following college football for a long time, and I'm, there are occasions where the best team in the nation is just clearly the best team in the nation, and it's not close. Okay? That, that happens on a case. 2001 Miami, clearly the 95 Nebraska. I've seen it there, too, where you have a number one team that is clearly the best team in the nation, and it's not close. That's what this Georgia team is this year. I mean, they're clearly the best team in the nation. So I'm curious. Falcons fans, we're going to take your calls, 404-726-0929. Falcons fans, what are we going to do at quarterback? And the Falcons just a quarterback away as the Swampers come sticking into town this week. And Georgia fans, as you get ready for clean old-fashioned hate in the SEC title game and your back-to-back games here in Atlanta, do you think, do you view, I, I'm, I'm trying to be dispassionate here. I mean, I'm not a Georgia guy. I'm just trying to tell you what I see. Do you think you're clearly two touchdowns and more the best team in the nation? On Sports Radio Night. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He's on the game. It's John Fricky. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving from Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Ah, college football underway across America. A couple of interesting teams today uh, who have aspirations of possibly weaseling their way into the uh, college football playoff. Uh, Texas tonight at 10-1 at home against Texas Tech. Texas would have to win this game and then uh, win the uh, Big 12 title game, be 12-1, and hope to get uh, some, some help here. 
Oregon at 10 and 1. Plays Oregon State in the Civil War tonight. 8.30 kick in uh, Eugene at Austin Stadium. Oregon must win this. They must beat Washington in the Pac-12 title game to have uh, a shot at, uh, at getting in. I think, actually, if they do both of those things, Oregon will probably be in. If they lose to Oregon State or lose to Washington, they're out. But pretty simple for Oregon. I think if they, Oregon wins over Oregon State and Washington, they're in. They lose either game, they're out. Um, and that's pretty much that. 404-726-0929, we're talking about college football. My admonition to you, I was just talking to Gary Chapman. I'll bring you some of that conversation, uh, what we were just talking about, about Georgia here. The Georgia is clearly, I think, two, 14 to 17 points better than any other team in the nation. And uh, that's I think they're clearly the best team in the nation. I'm, I'm curious whether you think so. And what do we do about the Falcons? All right, let's get to your calls here. Joe's been very patient. I do appreciate that. You're a guest, not a caller on my show. And so sometimes you have to wait a little bit. And Joe has done that, and I appreciate that. Uh, Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for being here. I love y'all's show. Uh, real quick about college football, first point about Georgia. You are correct, but they still have to beat the boogeyman. And they were clearly better than the boogeyman two years ago and lost uh, in the SEC championship. Yep, they one were. Other, but I'm going to tell you, I bet, I mean, just, you know, just to, to that point here, it was one yeah. of the discussions we just had. I think Georgia's clearly better than Alabama this year. I, I think they were two years ago, too. One no, not, not in the way they are now. Not, not maybe, to me. Maybe not. Not to me. I think, I, that, uh, I, think well, I think people – I guess my point is, Joe, and, and we won't belabor this, but I'll just I'll say it again. I think most of the voters who are voting for anybody but Georgia to be number one or most of the fans who don't I – I think they're missing it. I really do. I think Georgia is two touchdowns to 17 points better on an, on an average game of any team, including Alabama, any team in the nation. I think they're hands okay. down the number one team in the nation. They, haven't, they weren't the previous two years. They weren't, that, they weren't, they weren't clear like that. Okay. They I'll are tell now. You this. I'll tell you this. My beef, and I, I don't, I'm not going to disagree with what you just said. Um, my beef with, and I'm talking CFP here, not uh, – not AP, not coach at USA Today coaches poll. My, the CFP having Oregon ahead of Texas and Alabama is my beat. I don't get it. I don't get Oregon's resume versus Texas, uh, and I certainly don't get it versus Alabama. Alabama cannot jump Texas. So if Alabama beats Georgia, the SEC may be shut out, may not even go to the CFP. No, 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 no. As long as Alabama wins the Iron Bowl. The SEC champions go into the playoff. They just they, and they're going to Alabama's going to jump Texas. Yes, Alabama's going to jump Texas. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I hope you're right. The, the SEC um, champion is the, the the Big Ten champion as long as it's Michigan or Ohio State. The SEC champion as long as it's uh, Georgia and a, one loss Alabama. They're, Correct. They're, they're, okay, those are locks. Okay. Florida State's not necessarily a lock. I mean, you would think that they might be close. But now we're going to have a discussion about Texas and Florida, and I would think an unbeaten Florida State probably gets in. But, you know, if we're talking about uh, Alabama getting in and, and beating Auburn and then uh, shocking Georgia in double overtime, and Georgia's still got to be in, suddenly Alabama and Georgia and the Big Ten champion got to be in, I, it gets to be a little bit muddled. At that point, an unbeaten Florida State's probably still in. But, I, I, I'll, I, tell you, but I'll tell you what will keep them out of it is if the committee says, uh-oh, they don't have Jordan Travis, and this Rodemaker guy isn't that good. Right. I, uh, To me, I can't wait to see the committee who who meets in Texas to leave Texas out, who beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa by 10. <laughs> That's what I can't wait to see. All right. I, uh, 
so anyway, that, that's just my thoughts about the, the CFP. The uh, the uh, the Falcons, one thing here I don't think anybody said is the stadium was empty to begin the year. It was only about two-thirds full back when we still had a chance. Uh, moving forward, uh, and by the way, all they, got, all they have to do is beat New Orleans this weekend. We're in first place. Yep. Moving forward, um, the quarterback, uh, to me, Josh Dobbs, that would be fine. What scares me is Kyler Murray could be gotten for cheap as far as draft capital. Uh, that scares me to death. Uh, but moving forward, they have to decide, are they going to keep A.J.? They got to cut bait with Richie Grant. I understand that is not ne- – neither one of those things are next year. Uh and they got to let Grady go at some point. I mean, they've got to have the money to pay a quarterback. They're going to get Debo's money back. Fine. They're finally going to get Debo's salary off the books. But uh, they've got to start hitting in the draft. If you look at their third round, and I'm not even talking about the quarterback, D'Angelo Malone needs to go. He's not going. To, he shouldn't even make the roster. They've already cut Mayfield. Um, I think in the draft they go defensive end. And please, for the love of all things holy, if we don't win this weekend, let's try to position ourselves for the draft. Let's not go three and six in the last six games. Well, like yeah, I know, but you, you know how that kind of works out, Joe. I, 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 mean, I, you know, I mean, these coaches are going to try and save their job. Coach, by, the way, by the way, if you lose this weekend, it's still not over. The coach says, look, we got a mountain to climb here, but we have six games to go. If we win all six, we're in. He's not wrong. Tanking is is nobody tanks. Nobody tanks. Well, players players and coaches don't tank. Uh, yeah, right. Management fine. Management. Like if management <laughs> does something, then they might stick their fingers into something. Right. Um, but no, I mean it's ridiculous. I mean, this tanking is tanking is such a fallacy in sports. Anyway, it, it it doesn't consistently work. It really doesn't. Unless unless you're tanking and and, and fall into Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck or, or something like that. People tanked for, they remember Suck for the Duck, the noodle arm quitter, as you like to call him. Suck for the Duck was the big thing for, for Marcus Mariota. What, what, what did that get the Titans? Nothing. Didn't give him a, a darn thing. What did it do for, for the, the Chargers? What did it do for all these other teams? They, people draft these top-end quarterbacks thinking that they're going to come in and be a savior. Oftentimes it doesn't work. Let's go to uh, uh, Brandon here. Uh, he's on with John. Hey, Brandon. Hey, how you doing today, John? Good, man. So, help me out here. I'm I'm trying to understand. Are you saying that um, this Georgia team is the best of all the versions, or are you saying best defense, best offense? Because the way I view it, it's kind of the best overall team in all aspects. You know, I feel like the defense has been better in previous years, but you know, I feel like as a whole team, I feel like it's better. You know, I agree. You know, the quarterback play has been better. Um, just overall, it's been a more solid effort. You know, the last few weeks, first part of the season, we were a little slow. And, you know, that was a little cause for concern. And you, so I'm just trying to understand that part. I, I think I, I thought I was pretty clear. This is the best team in the nation by 14 to 17 points, clear of everybody else, Michigan, Ohio State. Alabama, anybody, and of the what will be three national title teams in a row, I think it's the best of the three. I mean, I I don't disagree it's the best team. I really don't. Um, I feel like there are a couple teams that are inside that a little bit. You know, you're not you're not going to put up 
that much of a difference on an Alabama team. It's, it's how many times has it happened in the last decade that somebody's put that kind of uh, score up against a Nick Saban team? It's well, I guess happen. here's the good news: we're going to find out, aren't we? In, in ten ten days, well, right? we are. Yeah. And, and, and in my opinion, that's going to be your biggest test moving forward. I, I think so, the biggest. If I look at it, that that was another thing we were just talking about. I said the only team that I've seen right now that I don't think Georgia would just lay lay waste to might be Oregon, only because I think Dan Lanning, first off, they're they're pretty explosive. And Dan Lanning becomes kind of a changer there. I I really have a high opinion of Dan Lanning. His knowledge of Georgia is, you know, notwithstanding that game that they played at the beginning of last year in his first game at Mercedes-Benz. You know, but that's what we'll find out. I mean, that's my – again, Brandon, that's my impression – I think Georgia goes into yeah. the SEC championship game and they win it handily over Alabama, and but maybe I'm wrong. And, you know, maybe Georgia does. I, they would have to do something uncharacteristic because the one thing I think about this Georgia team is I see no weakness. I see no weakness. I don't know how you well, attack I, them. I feel, I feel like more, you know, and this is going to be true for Georgia moving forward for the rest of the year. Georgia's going to have to lose the game more than somebody else is going to Oh, yeah. Win the game against Georgia. Yeah, nobody's beating Georgia. So, yeah, they're going to turn it over five times. Right. So, you know, as far as that goes, you know, it's going to be a whole different, whole different concept, a whole different game against if, say, there's a rematch against Ohio State. You know, yes, Georgia on paper looks like a better team. You're going to have that emotional. It's almost going to be, you know, just because of what happened last year, it's almost going to be a one-year rivalry kind of game where anything could happen in that game. Yes, George is a better team. That doesn't mean anything in a rivalry or kind of a over an, an overly emotional game. No, I agree. I mean, I, of course, anything can happen, uh, and and we'll, and we'll see. This is why it's going to be fascinating to watch it play out here, and I appreciate the call, Brandon. Hey, uh, look, again, I, here's the, the thing I'm just saying. I'm watching college football. The, the very first, interestingly enough, the very first college football game I ever watched on television was Georgia. It was a Sun Bowl against Nebraska in 1969. And Paul Gilbert was the quarterback for Georgia. 1969 Sun Bowl. I'm not going to tell Georgia fans how that turned out for them because it wasn't good. But anyway, um, so I've been seeing Georgia football since 1969. I went through the Randy Rhino, Georgia Tech years, Ben Zambezi at Georgia. You know, I've been through a lot with Georgia over the years. You know, I, I've covered them very closely, you know, became friendly with Herschel and with some other people up there and over the years, you know, Ray Goff and I, and I, I mean, a lot of people. The Georgia Bulldog team I see now is the best Georgia Bulldog team I've ever seen. They have no weakness. I, I, I well, I'm watching them. Okay, somebody explained to me, you know, Tennessee broke that one play and I went, but okay, fine, you, they got lucky. You know, you caught the safety out of position, they got lucky. They did not. Why? Because there's no way... Where, how do you exploit them? Oh, we're going to beat them over the top? No, you're not. We're going to beat them underneath? No, you're not. We're going to run the ball? No, 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 actually you're not. We're going to stop their vertical passing game? We're going to stop their intermediate passing game? We're going to stop their running game? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> then what? <laughs> then what? Uh, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's John Fricky. A day of football that has become as much a part of Thanksgiving as feasting and family. Okay, family of mine. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> From Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. All right, so uh, here in the break, um, an Alabama friend of mine, I know, I, I, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wait, John, you have friends? 
an Alabama friend of mine uh, says, hey, you're missing it. Uh, Jalen Milrow and uh, Nick Saban and, you know, uh, you're, you're, all right, I got no dog in this hunt, D-O-G or D-A-W-G, I got no dog in this hunt, okay, for all you SEC people, okay? I'm a, I went to a Big Ten school, okay? So, um, that used to play football, and now we play volleyball, but that's a, that's a different story. Um, so, anyway, um, I'm not missing it. Alabama has played better. Alabama has improved over the course of the year. Nick Saban and, you know, Tommy Reese has shown me a little bit of something. I think Alabama's a good football team. But they're not Georgia, okay? This Georgia team is the best Georgia team, in my opinion. I think they're two touchdowns to more clear of everybody. That includes Ohio State. Matter of fact, I think if they played Ohio State on a neutral field tomorrow, they beat them 38-10. to Travion Henderson, the only reason, the only way he gets 100 yards is he breaks off a 60-yarder on a miscommunication because he's not getting 40 the rest of the time on 16 carries. This Georgia team doesn't make mistakes. They are near flawless. It is the best team I've seen Kirby Smart have, and they're doing it quietly and workmanlike. You know, for as great as the other defenses were, and they put a lot of great players into the NFL, how many times against Ohio State, right, in, in, the, in the semifinal game last year? against Alabama in the SEC title games in years past, had they had to win a game like 48-45. to 45. Have they had to do that this year? No. Well, but they're not getting big sacks. Yeah, because nobody's scoring on them. Have you, did, have you noticed that nobody scores on them? They just methodically beat you. And, and they don't do it with flash. They're not hitting 90-yard plays over the top. They're just... Beating you downfield and beating you downfield and beating you downfield. They get the ball. They move the ball. They run the ball. They've got a great offensive line. They, they, they have no flaws in their team. And I think they're extremely well coached. They're the best coaching staff in the nation. And they're playing as good as I've ever seen a Kirby Smart team play. Because I look at that team and go, I don't know where you attack them or how you attack them. What do you do? I mean, if you've got a problem, oh, we can go over the top on them when you try and beat them, outscore them. Okay, which you could do to Alabama this year. But to Georgia, that, that isn't, that's not going to happen. See how great that secondary is? Anyway, uh, but that's just what I see. I, again, I, I could be wrong. But I don't see Georgia losing unless they commit five turnovers. And I don't see them committing five turnovers. That's the thing with Alabama. They, they're a deep passing attack. They're one that, that just hits you with big play after big play after big play. I don't see that happening. It's Georgia. just Georgia doesn't allow explosive plays down the field. They just don't. I mean, could it happen once or twice on like a broken play or something like that? Yeah, sure. I mean, like, I mean, is Milrow going to get first downs on, on, with his legs? Yes. I didn't say they were going to beat Alabama seventy-two to nothing. No, I mean, they, this is they're, they're so seventeen good points team. better. Yeah, but the thing is, and it's like I, this Georgia offense is is light years better than the, than that Alabama offense. And it's like if it gets in, if it's a, if it's a game that gets into a scoring contest, I'll take Georgia one hundred percent of the time. They have one of the best co- offenses in college football. It's right up there with Washington and Oregon and all the other great ones. And it's a methodical offense, but it's it, they don't explode down the field. Right, they're not ex- as explosive as those offenses are. But they are scoring in the mid-40s right now. Because they score every time they touch the ball. They touch the ball, and then they drive it down the field, and And they they score score a touchdown. Right. They'll run it, they throw it a little bit, they run it, they throw it a little bit, end zone touchdown. And then you get the ball back, and and then you go three and out, or maybe you have five plays. They get the ball back, and then they drive down the the field field and score a touchdown. You get the ball back, you have seven, eight plays, maybe, but then you punt, or they whatever happens, they get the ball back, they drive it down the field, and they score a touchdown. You go ask Lane Kiffin if George is the best team he's played against. You go ask uh, Josh Heupel if this Georgia team is the best team he's played against. 
go, go ask them. I think you're going to say, yeah, they're pretty bloody good. Well, I was talking about the Falcons and what we do here. You know, there, there's so much that's unknown here. I want to brace all of you, and I'm, I promise I'm getting to all your calls online in just a moment, but I want to brace everybody here for what's going to happen on Monday because overreaction Monday is going to happen here. Either the Falcons are going to win and we're all going to go, thank God, and Ritter's going to play a really good game, and okay, maybe we're back because we, we're going to ride that Ritter roller coaster, right? And they're back in first place and all that kind of stuff. You know, John, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it could. It could. This Falcons team could just suddenly play really well, and, and it could. Or they're going to lose, and everybody's going to want to tank. You fire Arthur Smith, cut Desmond Ritter, tank the season, and the coach is going to come out and say, hey, it's not over yet. And you're going, yes, it is over yet. Which part of that do you not get? He's going to say there are six games to go, and if we win all six, we win the division, which he's correct about. He would be right. Now, they win it all six? Probably not. That's just a guess. But that's what they'll say in Flowery Branch versus what the public will say and what it'll be on a Twitter and X and or whatever we call it anymore, or Facebook or the Gram or wherever. Well, I don't know. I'm not on Instagram, so Reddit, subreddit, I don't know, super subreddit beats hell out of me. Let's go to your calls here. Uh, what do you do at quarterback for the Falcons? And is Georgia, do you, do you think that this is the best team that, that Kirby Smart has had? Because I certainly do. But I could be wrong. Go to Frank here. Hey, Frank, welcome to the show. Hey, man, how y'all doing? Good, man. Hey, uh, Mike Ritter, we just want to ride with him because we got no other options this year. See what he does. The biggest thing I see that's been the failure this year is play calling. Uh, we really need to get an offensive coordinator because I've not been sold on any of the offensive plays we've tried this year on the in the red zone, which has cost us a lot of games. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, they have had a lot of reasons to have a lot of games that have cost them a lot, no, no question about it. And it's been yeah. it's been play calling. It's been there've been a, a thousand reasons. That's one of those reasons. But yes, I mean, I'm not, I don't have any argument that, that sometimes the play calling has been. But then again, you know, they, they they've called the right plays at times. Desmond Ritter on a bootleg, right on an RPO, it's the right play. He's alone. Hello, he's stepping <laughs> in the end zone. It's the right call, right? I mean, you can't argue it wasn't the right call. Oh, yeah, I can't argue that. But some of the calls down there, when you've got a tight end thrown to a tight end, uh, just try to be too cute. Uh, you're down there, and you've drafted all these offensive weapons, and you've got a tight end throwing the ball to the end zone to another tight end. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's really kind of a confounding year here. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, we're riding with Ritter. I appreciate it, Frank. Thanks for the call. 404-726-0929. We're riding with Ritter for seven more games, and then they're going to make a decision uh, about what's going to have to happen at that quarterback position. Are you going to have Ritter, you know, start next year? And you, I know that everybody out there is thinking, there. there's no way. I just want to stop you with a couple of things because there are things we don't know yet, all right? One of the things we don't know yet is, are they going to win the division? Are they going to collapse? Where are they going to be drafting? Who's going to be available in the draft? Will Ritter play better? Where is? I know there's no reason to think that. I get that. There's no reason for me to think that either. But at the same time, who knows? Maybe it just clicks for him. Uh, coming out of the bye week, oh, my God, it all clicked. Uh, can you believe it? All right. I know. I, I don't think so either. Uh, Lonnie is on with us. Hey, Lonnie, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having my call. 
I'm looking at I'm looking at it like uh he gonna go get a old Tanner here from Tennessee because he got you know he got a pass with him, and I don't I don't see him dropping the quarterback because you know all if his fate is on the line why go get a rookie, and the rookie don't come in and do anything and he's still out of a job and I'm looking like if he go get Tanner here he's still gonna be out of a job so he's you know he screwed both ways but I see him going to try to get Tanner here and on Georgia. I see Georgia having the best team, you know, that we, you know, that I ever seen them have. I don't see nobody beating us. I see a three-peat. Thank you for taking my call. Appreciate it, Lonnie. I, I don't see Tannehill on this team. Um, the reason I don't is because you're going to need a mobile quarterback with that offensive line. I don't think you can put a statue back there. And I think you're asking for serious thousand million problems. Some fans, I'm not saying you particularly, you might be listening right now, some fans don't realize what Matt Ryan had to go through and the pressure that he had to go through and face. And, you know, of course, he wasn't the most fleet of foot guy, probably about like Tannehill. I, I, I guess I'd be surprised if they went after somebody, even in a one-year stop-off. I, I think that they're going to aim for somebody more mobile. That's just my guess. Let's go to uh, your calls, 404-726-0929. You have something, Garrett? You want to jump in? No. no. Uh, let's go to uh, Steve. He's on with John. Hey, Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, John? Uh, yeah, so my take is I kind of think Arthur or Smith has kind of mismanaged this whole situation going into the season. You know, this was the year to see what uh, Ritter could do. And by benching him in favor of Tyler Heineke and basically going 0-2 during that stretch, kind of lost out on some of that development time. You know, I feel like Ritter, obviously he struggled a little bit, but he does have potential. And, you know, if you keep pulling him in and out the lineup and you're not really committing to him, then, you know, you really don't know what you have and you're kind of stunning his development a little bit. And, you know, like there's no real, like, surefire, better solution in free agency. And there's no guarantee that you're going to get a rookie quarterback that would just be, you know, hands above better than what you currently have. So why not let this guy develop? I mean, you know, back in the day, you know, you used to get quarterbacks a couple of years to see what they had. Now it's like if they don't play good in their games, they're bums and they're, they're, their whole career is just going to be a backup. You know, like sometimes it takes guys a little bit longer. So, like, you know, why, I don't understand why they're not giving rid of this opportunity. Like but they, they, they okay, were. in their defense, they are. He's got seven games. He's got seven more games. Right, but, I mean, they also benched him for a career backup. Well, he also got hurt. I mean, you know, he, he so, did get I mean, was he really hurt, though, John? I mean, come on. I, feel like I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, I wasn't play, down there. Right? I'm not the medical staff. I have no idea. I, I assume yeah, I mean, so. He, he, was, he was cleared to play that next game, and they didn't do it. Yeah, because you know, yeah, they, 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 they saw something. They thought they saw something in Heineke that apparently did not exist. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just, so once again, I mean, I feel like, you know, Arthur Smith, he's kind of, he has a, you know, he's kind of waffling. I understand he's under a lot of pressure and, you know, you can't have the turnovers, but that's what happens when you have a young player. You got to see if he can play, do it and, and improve. And, and if you just, you know, oh, the guy had one bad game, he sucks. He's but he, but he, yeah, I know, but, he, but there, there's no luxury. I understand that. But keep in mind, there's no luxury here with that. Arthur Blank has no luxury with that. None. Time is not anything more. The, the, these next seven games, there is there are two things that this team must do. 
one that one player must do, which is Ritter showed that he can lead the team next year. Right. And, and two, Arthur Smith has got to win games. Or otherwise, Ritter won't be the quarterback and Arthur Smith won't be the coach. I understand. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like also, you know, they're not getting the most out of those weapons. I mean, you look at Kyle Pitts. Why not just move the guy to wide receiver? Because that's what he is, you know, buying them up at tight end and throwing the ball four or five times a game. That's just a waste of a pick, you know. And, and so he's, he has to get more out of these guys that he, you know, has they spent high draft capital on. Why, why he's not rushing Bijan 20, 20 times a game makes no sense to me. I just don't understand what the plan is. And if there is a plan, why is he deviating from the plan when things don't go, you know, perfect? Sometimes you have to just stick to the plan and ride out the bumpy times. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't have time to ride out the bumpy times. We've got seven games to go and you got to win. All right, that, see, that's what – there's no – the only place I really kind of see things differently than Steve does – there's no building here, okay? There, now you got to go now. You got to win now. It's got to be now because otherwise the quarterback is going to be out of a job and the coach is going to be out of a job. There's no, hey, yeah, uh, we got seven games. Let's just let's see what happens over the next seven games and then we'll worry about it in the off season. Oh no, because ain't going to be no off season for you because quarterback and coach, you guys are going to be gone. Because Arthur Blank is saying, yeah, you know what? You got seven games to get us into the playoffs or you're out. End of story. And that starts Sunday. Better win Sunday. Uh, and we'll start coverage at 9 a.m. with the Wayport Delgate Show right here on your home of the Falcons, Sports Radio 92 on the game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.